Welcome. It is the Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number 322, and it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Feeling a little tired, but a little energized at skiing starting, man. I tell you, life is wearing me down, but skiing is keeping me alive. It's been a hot minute, too. We have, we were up at Boston at Snowbound. We were hanging out. We were doing, shaking hands and kissing babies, what we do at these sort of events. Met some great yeah, people, had some good times. A little bout with COVID after. I'm fine. Played some now. miniature golf. I lost my voice. It was the mini golf was fun. Mini golf was fun. It was a crazy time. And we'll get into it a bit. And we'll also have you guys check out our wonderful interview that we had with our new friend, Caroline Prull, who is the Quebec Minister of Tourism. Quebec yeah. was rolling hard at Snowbound. They had a bunch of different resorts there, and they're really trying to get Americans to come up and visit Quebec and some of their great ski areas because it really isn't that much further away than if you're going up to northern Vermont. And the big draw, the U.S. dollar crushing the Canadian dollar, so the exchange rate is well in America's favor. So, Yeah, I was talking to one of the people from one of the areas there, I guess the uh, northern township, which is like another collection of uh, ski areas in that whole part there. And they were saying they're splitting their advertising dollars, especially going into next year, big time, where they're trying to advertise more in New England, which is pretty neat, interesting to, to find out. Yeah, they were, uh, they were really going after it. So we'll have more, and you can hear more from Caroline. We'll have that in the main topic. But thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials. X, Facebook, Instagram, Untapped, at Ski Bum Podcast. Do you love the show? Do you want to help us out? Patreon.com slash Ski Bum Podcast. We got the information there. There's different levels. We're putting in the baller one right before Thanksgiving, right before Small Business Saturday, $100 tier where you can become a, a associate producer of the podcast. You'll be on there every episode nice. if you want to hit that tier. And we're going to have better defined tiers as well. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Ski Bum Podcast. We got a shop too. Ski Bum Podcast.com slash shop. Apparently Black Friday started last week. People are just put... I don't know if it, you're seeing it by you, but I've seen this more Christmas wild. lights. Christmas lights have been up this week. Like People aren't even waiting for Thanksgiving anymore. They're barely waiting for the Ides of November. They're just putting stuff up. Like It's Halloween's over. Chuck your pumpkin, throw the witch back in the in the closet, break out Santa, break out the lights. I mean, it's crazy how many people have Christmas lights here. Everybody's opening up lights and spending like crazy. You would have thought we were just out of COVID. Well, people spend money. People actually hire people to put up their lights here. It's crazy. And we got something in the mail and it's like, hey, yeah. 700 bucks That's off your, your decorations. I'm like, 700 off like what are yeah. you charging five thousand so dollars that's what 10, we've been 000? reduced to as a society you can no longer go outside and hang your own freaking lights you got to hire somebody to do it think about chevy chase in christmas vacation yeah what something to be it, proud of not anymore how much did you pay for that did you hang yourself no what would sparky griswold say if he saw you hiring someone to put up your christmas decorations Crazy. W. Griswold Jr. would be embarrassed for you. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what he would not be embarrassed about is you going to ski bum slash shop, 
picking up a hoodie, a hat, t-shirt, whatever you need for you, for loved ones. You want to look great? Look at this shirt. This shirt, I think, is still the most underrated shirt we sell. The skiers looks like some sort of possible football team that exists. Maybe they're good. They they, they killed the Giants, but the Giants are terrible, so it doesn't even matter. Check it out. You may find something cool. There's not much new in there. I'm going to be honest. We haven't created too many new designs this this, uh, season. The classic. The classics, the throwbacks. Everyone loves a throwback, right? If you don't have it, it's new to you. There you go. Check it out. Also, the good folks at 10,000. I'm a big fan. 10,000.cc. We've got a special code in there. If you want to get some sweet gear for training, ski season's already starting, but you still have some time, bang out some workouts, do some burpees, a little stretching, maybe some yoga. 10,000 has your back. Athlete-led design. Iron sharpens iron. The only way to become your best is to work with the best. Their motto is better than yesterday. At the heart of 10,000 is the idea of pursuit. In business, fitness, life, and skiing, we believe in moving forward with a quiet dedication to constant improvement and to becoming just a bit better than we were yesterday. Go to the site, 10,000.cc. Use the code B Schneider 15, one word, B S C H N E I D E R 15 15% off. I'm not wearing anything of theirs right now. I'll be honest. I did just nothing order two at all. pairs of pants. Yeah. I no promises <laughs> below the waist at this point. You know, it's a Friday night, anything's possible. But yeah, check Brian, them out. Brian really cool stuff. I'm a fan of the interval shorts. Those are my favorite. I got a couple pairs of those. I just ordered the interval pants. I needed some new joggers. I had I was rocking them in boston it's snowbound i wore them a couple days i love them they're great you don't often wear pants but when you do you wear those they are my go-tos i'm not gonna lie so check them out Ten thousand. thank you so much mario let's kick this off the way we always do it's time for our pray today so today I really thought about our prey for a little bit and I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta mix it up. I've been getting stale. Like I want something alcoholic, something new, something fresh, something that I just haven't had before. So kind of looking through the lip ca- liquor cabinet, I'm like, I gotta start clearing shit out. Like there's stuff that I've gotten as gifts that's lingering around, sitting in the back of the bar. And I'm like, you know, let's start getting this bar going. So I decided to dig out. I don't, I think. I think this is part of like a set that I got and I never tried it before. So I figured why not try it today? So I am drinking today. Deserono velvet cream liqueur, (laughs) right? Now on a hot day, this wouldn't be good, but it's a cream liqueur. So I figured, you know what? It got a little bit cooler out. Deserono cream liqueur was a bad choice. It was a bad choice, right? So I'm wearing my new, my lounge. I got some new lounge pants that have skiers on them. So I'll show you what they look like. Pretty cool. Look at that. Nice, right? Lounging. Very nice. Lounging with skiers on my pants. Like thinking about skiing, but lounging. So I'm in my new lounge ski pants. It's a little cold in here. I'm figuring... Some I need something that that feels a little like I want to sit by the fire and drink like a nice little cocktail. So uh, I went out tonight for dinner, had a few cocktails, and uh, coming Happy back, I'm like, does. 
yeah, I was going to do bourbon, but then I'm like, let's try this out, see how it is. So it's a cream liqueur. Got it in glass with a few cubes of ice because it was warm. It was not chilled. Uh, I would recommend probably chilling it so, so it's a little cold. And then maybe put a few cubes of ice. Mm-hmm. Serrano cream liqueur. So Serrano, for those who don't know, that's an amaretto, correct? It's an amaretto liqueur, right? It's an amaretto. An amaretto is like an almond-based flavor. Yeah, it almost tastes like marzipan. Is it almond and cherry? Is that what amaretto um, is technically supposed to be or is cherry something that like what is amaretto so amaretto is bitter almonds peach stones like it has like a lot of different flavors but it's very almondy so it's character steeped in almonds apricot pits and peach it sounds like a lot of flavors but all you really get is you get little slight tones of the peach and the apricot but really what comes through is just tastes all almondy with like a little little bit of nice hinty flavor on the back end now this has like because it's a cream ale it has i guess it's made with cream but you don't have to refrigerate so i don't trust anything that you don't have to refrigerate so i guess you could make your own cream ale from amaretto with amaretto and cream kind of like people make their own baileys but because they make it like this it's like baileys you don't really have to refrigerate it and then you just put it on ice and, and drink it. So it's kind of uh it's like an almondy milkshake. Ooh. It's pretty damn good with a little bit of kick of a uh, little bit of alcohol. It doesn't taste like there's any alcohol in it. And it's 17%. So that would actually probably be really good in coffee, wouldn't it? Yes, you could definitely put this in coffee. I'm having it just on the rocks, which is reminds me like a uh, white Russian. Okay. Right? Like a white Italian. This is a white Italian. Because yeah. Di Serrano, it's from Italy. From Italy. It's, it's like all that. Bada bangu is Italy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so this is time I, was... I went out for a nice Italian meal tonight. So this finishes it off pretty good. Olive Garden. Little Hospitaliano. <laughs> little, little, Endless little, uh, I know. little Tour of Italy pasta. Yeah. Tour of Italy. Oh, I know all about the Tour of Italy. I once mm. ate a Tour of Italy before a hockey game. And not like hours before a hockey game. Within an hour of a game, I think closer to 30 minutes before the start. And I will tell you, it was the worst food decision I've ever made in my life. (laughs) You know what? Italian food, though, like I could just I should be 800 pounds because and this is why I don't live in Italy, because like just going to Italy once and eating there, you're like, I could just be a 400, 500 pound fat bastard because I could eat like two meals. The wheat is different over there. And they, yeah, they're using the semolina, the no preservatives. They don't have all the, it's not as refined as it is here, where they've over the years, they've GMO'd it and refined it so that it yields more, but lacks nutrients and a lot of the complex carbohydrates. So it breaks down as simple carbohydrates and sugar, which is why so many fatties are in line at the Olive Garden every Saturday. That was a lot of words just to explain how the fatties are in line at the Olive Garden. But I interesting, agree. interesting fact. My first job, the building I worked in was Di Serrano Plaza. Look at that. They had pictures of Amaretto bottles on the walls. Nice. A bunch of alcoholics running around that place. I, I guess I didn't realize that Di Serrano <laughs> was able to buy a building and rent it out. Dude, God bless. this shit is like popular. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's around. They got commercial. There's a lot of backing to this, but uh, I don't know. You have a little taste of 
Di Serrano, a little, it's actually pretty damn good. Like just straight on the rocks, this cream liqueur, I actually thought I was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like it a lot. It's kind of, kind of a dessert, but not too sweet. I don't like anything anymore. That's too sweet. This really doesn't have a lot of sweetness. It's really kind of got a good flavor and I'm very surprised. So it's very subtle. I'm not a big eggnog fan. And this is where I'm thinking, like, there's a lot of Christmas talk today. I'm probably going to have to take out a damn Christmas tree this weekend and put it up because I got the fake one. I, I talked my wife into getting a fake one, which I'm very happy about. I do love a, a regular Christmas tree, but it's just such a pain in the dick. And we don't have kids, like little kids in the house. So I'd rather just take it out of the garage and got stormy. Uh, but that's the other problem with the real tree. He eats the tree. So mm. it's not not great. The fake tree he won't eat. Um, but yeah, we were talking about Christmas and I'm thinking, you know, what am I going to drink? And I'm like, I hate eggnog. (laughs) That's your first thought? Oh yeah. What am I going to drink with this tree? We're going to drink with the tree and the the tree are going going. out. Grab the eggnog, grab the amaretto. We're going out drinking tree. Well, I feel like I'm missing out when other people are drinking eggnog and I'm like, it kind of grosses me out the idea of drinking liquid eggs with rum. Like, I could have anything else with rum. Raw eggs are not my idea of what I want to drink with rum. So I could drink, I could have my own bottle, pack my own bottle of Disarono cream liqueur and just kind of drink that. And people would be like, what is that? None of your goddamn business is mine. Yeah. You know, let's be sitting there just getting hammered on this stuff. 17%. I got to say it's legit. It goes down like milk. I get hammered off of though. I could see myself putting this with cereal. And eating cereal, <laughs> not a bad idea. You could dunk your fruit cake in there. It'd be a beautiful thing for Christmas, dude. Christmas morning, I want to get hammered right away. Just pop this in with my cereal, my Fruit Loops, and just fucking just. It have to be like something like like raisin bran or something like just bran flakes and just freaking or shredded wheat, not not frosted, just shredded. Just put this in there. That'd be actually pretty good. We started a new holiday tradition last year. <laughs> My wife made homemade cinnamon buns Christmas morning. Nice. And I will t- and I said to her after my first bite, I'm like, we can't make these more than once a year because they are <laughs> so goddamn good. I mean, these were off the charts. I mean, homemade from scratch cinnamon yeah. buns with you know the the caramel, the, the everything. Mm, mm, mm. And now I'm thinking those cinnamon buns dunking in that could be a home mm. run. I'm already counting no down. Junk. I don't care about presents. I don't care about time off. All I care about is this goddamn cinnamon buns right now. Dude, you have that with little Disarono Velvet Creamy. <laughs> Boom. Mm. It's like that could be the next sponsor of the podcast. Disarono Creamy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe we get some custom skis made by maybe Peak and Disarono could make us some special custom skis. Custom foil Disarono skis. Boom. Foil. Gratis to us. This is also kind of a precursor to one of the stories we're going to have later on. So that's oh, yeah. why we're bringing it up. So my, yeah, I'm surprised that this is that good and very surprised. I am too. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. And I got to score a bottle. <laughs> Christmas is coming. You got to look in your bar, man. There's a lot of hidden gems in there. Oh, dude, I have a, I was telling my wife yesterday. It's insane. I'm like, I have moved things to two different, like I, in the past, I've only lived in three places in the past what is it 17 years and i've moved stuff from the place some 17 years ago to the last place i lived at to here 
And I'm like, am I ever going to drink this? Like, am I ever drinking this bottle of, is it Shaska or something, that Brazilian? Gotta drink it now, man. You might be dead by the time you get around to drinking it. If you die and never drank that, you're missing out on experiencing it. The problem is there's so much stuff I have that I'd rather drink that I know I like. Malort Malort Cream Ale. We're missing out on that. (laughs) <laughs> that actually might be better than the regular Malort. It sounds like it could really improve the holidays of Chicagoans everywhere. I wonder if you put Malort in this, if it tastes any better. Bulletproof Malort cream ale. Oh, bulletproof. Bring oh, Chicago bulletproof, back. Bulletproof coffee with this shit in it, with the Deserono in there. I'd be pretty Bang. damn good. Yeah. Mm. My well, mouth is watering thinking about that. Oh. All right. I'm getting my my app right today now. So we got? talked about how we're both free, sick forever. I was making the comeback. I started getting that little tickle in my throat again because I basically have my kids like sneezing in my mouth every mm. day at some point. Daddy, open your mouth. I chew. Well, it's like, I'll like Thanks, say kids. something to. I'll like be going to say something to them, and they will turn and just sneeze in my mouth, and Aww. it's just gross. I mean, I've I've wiped so many so much booger like gallons of boogers in the last couple mm. weeks got that Scout. little tickle today again i'm like no it's not happening i'm done I'm not getting sick again mm. so yeah, i decided it. i'm going back i went back to tea tonight and i got my traditional medicinals which i love I got some honey and some lemon but it needs a kick it's friday night it's a little bit more gotta turn it up a few notches so mario i know you're a fan of this i got oh Aspach Urart. Dude, that's the cure for everything. Now, this is the three-year. This isn't the standard Osbach. This is the extra-aged one, which really? is my go-to. This is what I use for Gluvine. I use this for tea in the wintertime. What so, Osbach, what is Osbach? I mean, it's a brandy. I mean, it's a the brandy. Word, the German like what, brandy. Right? The German brandy, exactly. But now, because it's been in three years, it's considered a fine old brandy. You a Ooh. fine old brandy, girl. Final Brandy. Come on over here, you final Brandy. Brandy the singer? I mean, oh, yeah. she was young then. Now she's probably fine old Brandy. Ladies and gentlemen, now on stage, Brandy. So if you're ever naming your kid Brandy, just saying. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it is matured in limousine oak casks. Limousine? That sounds like a coffin to me. <laughs> so it's a cask in a limousine. They age it. <laughs> you said you had your limousine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Osbach is a fine and noble distillate through traditional. Because yeah, it in a limousine is fine. Through distillation, careful storage for at least three years in limousine oak casks, and the secret Osbach maturing and what? refining process. I gotta look up limousine. What is a limousine cask? Probably kind of wood, I guess. Osbach Uralt, aged three years, acquires its unique and distinctive taste. There you go. So it's a fine old brandy. And it tastes delicious in tea. And if you don't know what brandy is, brandy is basically similar to whiskey, but it uses grapes instead of if you're using a bourbon, it's a corn mash or a rye, uses a rye mash. So this is made with grapes, I guess, I think. And that's why if you have cognac, I think that's from the cognac region of France. It's like the whole champagne thing, right? Sparkling wine, champagne. So I looked up barrel. Cognac ages exclusively in wooden barrels made of a certain type of oak called tronquet or limousine. Limousine. Look at that. So that's it's a type of oak, but that's what they use for cognac. 
So this is almost cognac. So it's a brandy aged in cognac barrels. But that's a cognac is a brandy. It's just fortified, right? Is it fortified? Is it fortified? Oh man! Once I leave the bourbon territory, like I know whiskey, when it gets to brandy and cognacs, things get a little. I know port's fuzzy. fortified. I thought cognac was a fortified type of wine. I don't know. I'm well confused. I thought it was fancy brandy, not fine old brandy, but just fancy brandy. Fancy brandy. Yeah. So cognac is made from wine. It's a fortified wine. And it's a type of brandy. Okay. So I guess they, I don't know. Brandy generally refers to a distilled spirit made from fermented fruit juice. It can be produced using grapes or other types of fruit, such as apples. Calvados, Pisco, Armanac, and Applejack are all types of brandy. Unlike cognac, huh. brandy can be made anywhere in the world. So here we go. Cognac is a type of brandy to earn the distinction, the spirit must meet certain specific criteria. Named for the region where it's produced, just like champagne, cognac must be made in the state of Charente in the cognac region of France and be huh. made from white grapes from one of six territories. The Ougni Blanc grape variety is the primary ingredient and the grapes from Grand Champagne Terroir are the most coveted. So there we go. So I was kind of right-ish. So they're saying they double ferment wine to make cognac. Hmm. It's very interesting. A lot of stuff that we don't know. Like here I am thinking cognac is just like a like a bourbon or a whiskey, but no, it's actually like fermented wine. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, they distill it and it's aged. And at Hennessy. They have a tasting committee of seven people that meet from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Tastes about 40 different samples. <laughs> Every day? God damn, Every that's a job. damn day. Every damn day. Eau <laughs> de vie, as the individual distilled spirits are known before the blending. It takes 10 I years of training. I got a lot training. of inappropriate jokes that go along with that, so I'm going to hold them. <laughs> 10 years of training before one can join the committee. According Damn. to the brand ambassador, the brand's ambassador Jordan Bushel, hmm. he's hammered all the time. He ha half knows who's who's the actual taster or not, but that's the job. Yeah, wow, you could do worse. So that's pretty cool. So we learned a little something today. Cognac, you know, be great brandy. if you could be that taster that does the cognac and do double duty as the taster for Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> uh -huh. You do both. I mean, you'd probably die an early age, but the stories and tales you could tell. I'd you be think working. your heart would give out first or you just, your liver would give out first? Which one? Oh, Same. It'd, it'd be a photo finish, probably. <laughs> a photo finish. It'd be a photo finish. Like, I don't know what killed them, Doc. Just, I don't know. It was close. Let's go to the videotape. <laughs> That's right. And the, and the survey is, it's inconclusive. Yeah, inconclusive. <laughs> Let's call it a draw. Oh God! Well, there's no calling it a draw as to who was open first up in Vermont this season. Let's go to ski news. So we talked about last episode. Good old ski ward in Mass just totally shocked the world and was the first place to open. Granted, it had to close again because it got warm. But when it comes to 
the Northeast, good old Killington, was able to do what they did best, and they opened just a few short weeks ago. Then they keep opening more terrain, which is great. And now, as of recording today on Friday, November the 17th, there are four, yes, four resorts that are officially opened in Vermont. We've got Killington, we've got Stowe, we've got Okemo, and we've got Sugarbush. So nice start up there in Vermont. Always happy to see that. Well, they have the uh, World Cup coming out. This weekend, uh, next Thanksgiving week, right? weekend. Yeah. And the, wow. knock on wood, they should be good to go. They got one warm, possibly rainy day on the Wednesday before, but it's going to drop and get pretty cold after that. And those guys are absolute masters in preserving the snow and, and getting it cranked up again. So I think, I think knock on wood, they should be able to pull it off again. Nice. But speaking of debuting, as we're debuting the places that have opened in Vermont, there is a musical that is debuting in London about the Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial. Now, if anybody doesn't remember this, do you remember on the TV and I was floored. I was like, I can't believe this is on TV. And it was on like court TV or whoever carries it. But it was then, then it started getting carried like nationally. And like every night people are watching the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. And it was had it not been for Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, this would have been the trial of the century because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So Gwyneth Paltrow's legal battle with a skiing optometrist is getting the musical treatment. Gwyneth Go Skiing is set to debut in London this December from self-described Harbingers of Queer Chaos Awkward Productions. Linus Carp will star as Paltrow while Terry Sanderson, the optometrist who collided with her on a Utah ski slope in 2016 is played by Joseph Martin. The show also features original musical by singer and songwriter Leland. Gwyneth Go Skiing is based on the court trial between Paltrow and Sanderson that took place earlier this year. Sanderson filed suit against the sliding door star after their collision, claiming he was left with a concussion, four broken ribs, and a brain injury. He was very injured. He originally I lost thought, my glasses. I yeah. <laughs> He originally sought $3.1 million in compensation. Paltrow, who said Sanderson was the one who had skied into her, countersued for $1 and attorney fees, which were probably was it Sanderson or dollars. Sanders. Ah, right. Uh, she's the goop founding, door sliding, Shakespeare in loving, consciously uncoupling Hollywood superstar. He's a retired optometrist from Utah in 2016. They went skiing. Reads the log line for Gwyneth Go Skiing. On the slopes of Deer Valley, their worlds collided. And so did they. Literally. Ouch. Seven years later in 2023, they went to court. Double ouch. This is their story. Kind of. Not really. But also, it's at Christmas. (laughs) So the show at London Pleasance Theater, which runs for 10 days from December 13th, will see audience members participate as the jury. So this sounds weird bizarre and kind of interesting you know what i love about it is she's an actress a well-known celebrated actress and they have to get other actress to play her in this play it's just kind of like it's pretty wild it's just kind of interesting I mean, you right? can't expect gwyneth to show up right before christmas and be doing That'd 10 be great. days in london That'd be great if she did wouldn't it be funny if maybe one day she shows up as like the guest as a guest, unannounced guest star, 
plays herself or plays oh. another juror or something like that. She like should play Sanderson. Theater. That's all. Wouldn't that be great? Better. Yeah. Or, or she could act like a- out how it was for her, the whole interaction. Or she does the one man show. One, one woman show. show. One broad show. Yeah. Just That's she's right. both characters. She's Sanderson and she's herself. That's really should be on Broadway. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> or imagine they had Nicolas Cage and John Travolta and it's face off, but it's Gwyneth and Sanderson. Oh, even better. Right. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard play the two parts. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> we are idea guys. That's what boom. we do. Idea you take guys. the poop away from the bed. And you put them both in costumes oh, yeah. and let them act. You have like Sanderson hit Gwyneth and then she poops. Like it could just, it could, we could really, we could poops really on stage. somewhere with this. And then people would be talking, she really pooped on stage. It was, it was not fake poop. It was live poop. <laughs> I mean, she's, she really is a, <laughs> she's a method actress. Like she really gets into her role. Now, my uh, question is, is the, is this meth actress? Yes. Yeah. Mass, yeah. <laughs> Now, is this musical, is it going to just focus on the trial? Or are they going to have like reenacting of the incident too? Like, are they going to have like some on snow portions of the musical? Because that would be really interesting. But there has to be, right? It's a musical. So they're going to be singing about, I crashed into you, like whatever they're doing, like, you know, and acting shit out. Like, that's got to be pretty fun. This guy's oh. an optometrist, but from what I see, he can't see shit. <laughs> like how you crash into somebody as an optometrist. <laughs> can't you see all my beauty? How could you crash into me? Oh yeah, there's that's gold right there. I gotta get the soundtrack for this because it's gonna be gold. And here's what I'm thinking. So my first thought, because I, I wanna I hope they do have skiing scenes in the musical. What about if they bring it over to the States and they do it at Big Snow? Oh. Big Snow could be the stage. For even the better. The U.S. version of it. So they can okay, actually even, have it. Have the trial take place on the snow. How about this? The Italy Olympics. You acted out in Italian on the slopes. Boom. Could do that. Opening ceremonies. Boom. <laughs> Who needs an Olympic torch? Just act this out on. Well, they always have those things the they do during the opening ceremonies, like all the, the weird stuff. Here oh, they the Italians do some thing. crazy stuff. You ever see like the Italian circus, whatever that is called? They do that crazy, like they got the crazy clown things going on. Like that. Be... Well, the <laughs> Chinese one was pretty insane when they had the Beijing Olympics. Yeah, I don't think I watched that. I boycotted. Yeah. I boycotted. <laughs> you showed them I showed them, you showed them as you order from AliExpress the next day that's right <laughs> hey cheap is cheap there you go <laughs> I got a whole NFL jersey for five bucks come on we all have our price <laughs> we all have our price it's an official NFL jersey man look at the label <laughs> I mean it's spelled official with one F but you know what it works for me Hey, I don't know who the chefs are, but they're fucking good. <laughs> Patrick that Mahorns, Mahorns plays amazing. The chefs. Mahorns. Patrick Mahorns. <laughs> That's right. For the chefs. Fucking great. This stuff is gold. Five bucks. Yeah. Come on. Everybody wants one. Can't beat it. Oh, yeah. 
Whew, I'm going to be on the lookout for that. I got to get my hands on a, uh, they, they got to have the soundtrack out. This is going to be good. I hope so. I hope someone has right, like a pirate so, version of this. Oh, yeah. There's going to be one. It's going to be like with the person standing up, coughing, and getting out of the movie theater. Old school. The, yes. For the show. Old school. All right. So next up, we got Colorado Snowpack is 46% below average for November 10th. Now, mm. um, this is from Unofficial Network. They have a whole story and they actually have a chart, which I like. They got a little demographic chart of like the area and where everything like how much percent below average are they? Um, and they're saying it's uh, it's it seems like it's lacking something throughout last month. Incredibly wet summer. It felt quite uh, like a like a dry fall. So there's been a few storms here and there and the front range got its first major snowfall of the year just a few weeks ago, but it still feels like there hasn't been much white stuff falling. Uh, so they actually did some analysis and they figured out that um, in general, it's 46% below average compared to November 10th uh, throughout the last seven years. So it's pretty interesting. So they're saying it's not like it's, Nothing about cold. They're just saying they're not getting the snow. So, oh, they're saying maybe it's waiting. Maybe it's going to come later. So, yeah, they um, did say the one good thing is is they're not going to have any snow until at least Thursday of next week, hmm. even in the mountains. But the good news is that the last time they had a dry November in 2017, the state finished the winter above average in terms of snowpack. So, hmm. Waiting. Dump it all at once. Dump it all at once. Yeah, have like a a crazy January, February. Because they have another article from June 17th, 2019. (laughs) And their snowpack was 761% above average. Wow. That's where you got to plan a trip now with the low snowpack. Maybe they're offering deals and you plan it now. And all of a sudden, boom, you're going to be in snowmageddon. Yeah, Airbnbs are are available. They're cheaper. So you do it now before, yeah, there's a forecast and two feeders coming. So now's the time. You're going to roll the dice. Think ahead. Think ahead. Plan ahead. That's right. Well, speaking of planning ahead, are you looking for some new skis? Always. Are you just going to buy some used skis, some demos? Are you going to treat yourself right? Did you work hard this year? Get yourself something nice. How about the top? seven most expensive skis on the market right now. Boom. And there is an asterisk in this story because I went and checked it out. Foil skis, they are working on a new website. It looks like they're going to push out some new merchandise in the near future. But right now, their skis are not available. Their $50,000 skis in the fancy velvet violin case are not currently available. So... Hmm. Well, I think it also, I don't want to be a spoiler, but I will say there's a rumor that they may be a sponsor of our podcast. Just a rumor. Can't confirm or deny. Don't want to confirm or deny. Just saying. Our people are talking to their people. We've heard some things. I heard word on the street is, right? Yeah. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Number seven, Porsche collabing with Head for the seven series racing ski for a whopping $2,425, which does include head bindings. You can try 
to back your claims of fastest on the mountain with the help of the 70 millimeter underfoot racing skis available in 156, 163, and 177 centimeter lengths, all sporting a combination of red, blue, gold, and white. Tips and tails of the top sheet have Porsche written proudly. Also at the same price, there's a similarly designed 8 Series rally ski with a wider 88 millimeter underfoot. Very nice. Next up, number six, Bomber times Bentley collab, Black Diamond Edition. 2750 for this one. So we're going up already a few hundred bucks. The ski is limited edition collector's item that measures 88 millimeters underfoot, available in 161 or 171 length. Show off the bold Bentley written dead smack in the middle of the bases and the logo on the tips of the top sheets. Only 200 total pairs were produced. It does include marker Squire TCX or marker Griffin 13D bindings. Mm -hmm. Number five, Bogner, the 90th, 90 year anniversary ski. These are, these actually look really cool. They're bamboo and red. Old school looking Bogner skis will set you back $3,900.90. It does include glide control, premium bindings, black carbon ski poles, and retro inspired grip and exclusive ski bag. So, Even the ski poles look a little retro. Everything looks very classy and old. Yeah. That bag looks nice. It looks almost like a uh, like <laughs> like a gun case. Dude, that bag is badass. That's like yeah. people are gonna steal the bag. Let's put it that way. Bag's pretty nice. Yeah. So they combine traditional craftsmanship and vintage look with updated modern technology. You can definitely expect to start a few conversations with these. Given that they were produced in a strictly limited run, you were very likely never encounter another pair. Willy Bogner is a retired German ski racer who later moved into filmmaking and ski fashion. Hmm. Number four, Faction, collabing with Prada Linea Rosa, Prodigy 1.0. I hate these skis. <laughs> you can jump and spin through the park, carve groomers with these twin-tip 88-millimeter underfoot Faction by product collab skis for four thousand five hundred dollars. It does include the whole a big product name on it. Kills it for me. An institutional cover. All mountain ski available one sixty four, one seventy one, or one seventy eight. <laughs> Limited edition skis come with a serial number engraved on the surface. Both Prada and Faction are displayed on the base of the ski, so getting them in the air to show off is a requirement. <laughs> All right. We're starting to get into the extra insane zone now. Number three, Balenciaga skiwear skis. Hate now, these Balenciaga, too. aren't they like the friggin' like pedophile people? They're all pedophile people. They're all fashion whores. Well, I think way. these are like the extra like blood. Extra fashion whores. Like devils eating children's souls in their commercials, pedophiles. So these silver and black skis. I'm just going to type in you. Balenciaga pedo and let's see what comes up. Uh oh, you're going to be on a watch people, list. People now. online are convinced that Balenciaga is promoting ads for pedophilia. Okay, you're so correct. if you're so if you're a pedophile who wants six thousand two hundred ninety dollars skis, I think we have found you a solution. Well, I was just having the Nambla edition, right? What the fuck? <laughs> Nambla. <laughs> These don't even include bindings. So again, I'm they don't even understand. include bindings. 
Bunch of pedophile sons of bitches. 60, and it, of course, it's 69 millimeters underfoot. Are you fucking serious? There you go. These are meant to stay strictly on piste in lift lines and directly next to the slope sidebar. The, li- the limited edition. Yeah, yeah, to like kids' Fuck school. Right. Ugh. Limited edition That's skis crazy. made Italy come in either 167 or 174. And the website Who buys this? Nambla members. I, I, I don't even understand who would buy People that. People that go to Fuck Island buy these. Yeah. <laughs> these are like the Epstein edition skis. That's Epstein. Epstein They're binding. signed by Epstein. Yeah. Epstein bindings. Epstein 140 bindings. Whatever it is. <laughs> All right. Number two. Zegna Black Zai. If discreet and luxurious is your forte, for $7,540, you will hardly stand out in a crowd with these Zegna Black Zai skis. The ski comes like. 165 and 171 with a 67 millimeter waist width. Both models feature cutting-edge sandwich technology with natural rubber, ash poplar, and titanol. Titanol? Titanol. <laughs> I, like I like it titanol better. Sounds yeah. better. The Sounds graphic sexier. is basic with Zegna on the top sheets <laughs> and blank black bases. Now, for that so price, you do get... anal or tight anal? Whoa. It, 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 basically, it's spelled tit anal. Yeah. Sound it out. Tit anal. <laughs> How do, you, how do you say that? It was like the, uh, the old SNL with um, <laughs> rest in peace, Norm MacDonald as Burt Reynolds. <laughs> oh, no, when they used to have Sean Connery on Jeopardy. That was that one. Yeah, it was Sean Connery and they'd have like yes. Burt Reynolds. It was like uh, Burt Reynolds has changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, Turd Ferguson. Fine name. I'll take tit anal for 40. <laughs> Whoa. Ape tit. Titano. Appetite. <laughs> Ape tit. Ape tit. <laughs> Pretty much. It's not titanal. It's titanal. <laughs> As in titanium. Extra, extra titanal within my skis. <laughs> There's only so much titanal we can put in your skis, sir. Put a little extra titanal. <laughs> Balenciaga ones, they're happy to give you more titanal. <laughs> of course they are. Oh my God. Creeps. <clears throat> Creeps. Now, for that price, you do get a logo embroidered carry bag and strap on with Velcro fastening. Oh, whoa, strap. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. You lost me at strap on. PRD 12 GW <laughs> bindings with power rail and anti friction slider. And a pair oh. of telescopic carbon ski poles. See, that's classy. I like the telescopic poles. All right. Now, number one Zai Saint Laurent skis. Mm. Taking first place for the most expensive skis available to purchase, Zai Saint Laurent skis are for an absolutely outrageous twelve thousand five hundred dollars. By by five, one for each day of the business week. Yes, the one hundred and sixty-four centimeter skis are made of rubber, ash, and poplar wood, as well as titanol. <laughs> also sporting an all black on black look, the skis have. Saint Laurent written on the bases. So they make them with rubber. Is that like part of the sandwich? Because that's pretty interesting. I notice a, a lot of them say rubber. So I'm wondering if that's to, you know, damper the the chatter and stuff. Like, yeah, that's it interesting. Would help with the flex, but rubber is pretty heavy. Yeah, but I'm right? wondering if they just put like a little in the sandwich to kind of damper it. Like, maybe interesting. A lot of them listed as some of the. Makeup of the of the ski 
of course, there's a tit anal, <laughs> which is just a magical like property. I, I don't know how they make that. We have maximized the amount of tit anal we have in our ski. <laughs> it is impossible to add more tit or anal to this ski. I assure you. It's we made in the Austin Powers like factory. <laughs> we tried adding more once and no one wants to talk about it ever again. It's from the Austin Powers factory off of Lake Titicaca. <laughs> Uh, we can go on and on. It's horrible. Well, we got one more story because it is going to be holiday shopping season. Oh yeah. Holiday shopping season. So if you're at H and M, you may notice that they're coming out with a H and M move new snow collection. And it looks pretty cool. They got a little throwback, a little modern stuff. Um, so they, they decided to come out with, um, a new affordable winter performance wear range for men and women. So um, it's designed to give a fresh perspective on performance. um, And it's exclusively at H&M.com slash move. And we'll launch in two drops, November 9th and December 28th. So some of it's out now, and then they're going to come out with a second, you know, second whammy um, right after Christmas, uh, heading into the new year and the peak of ski season. So they're saying it incorporates um, multifunctional performance, um, a cost-effective price point uh, to be available to more people. And they're saying it has trademark fabrics uh, that have normally been available to like the snow industry, but they're bringing a lot of that stuff, you know, to their brand. So. They're saying a lot of their stuff is windproof, waterproof, breathable fabric. Uh, they have their own version called Storm Move, uh, partnered with self-heat retaining Thermo Move and quick drying and moisture wicking Dry Move. So their collection is the Move Collection, apparently. So interesting to see. What do you think, Brian? I will tell you that purple jacket is so fresh. I love that. I would if we don't. Have that is a three-layer shell with a with colors including black, gray, white, and purple. It's got Storm Move TM. And I'll tell you, if we do not have a outerwear sponsor, I may have to pick up that purple jacket and rock it all season because it is <sighs> dope as hell. It's Purpley only $199, which for if it's That's if not it bad. matches up to what they claim is a really good price. And they have it in my size right now, which is wonderful. It also has yeah. a huge chest pocket, which is nice. Do we have a, uh, yeah, it's got the. You have um, a huge chest with all that tit anal going on. <laughs> hey, pop it right there. <laughs> it say it's got a powder, um, powder skirt. It's got a nice big pocket in the front. It's got the, um, the pockets for passes in the wrist. I mean, this, it looks, it looks great. Like it looks really nice. Hmm. The, Did you uh, go to the uh, actual move site? I'm there right now. Yeah. Ooh, you're there. And it comes in two colors, black and purple. The dark purple is really nice. Damn. Anybody from H&M is listening. We are looking for sponsors. So, if, you know, you want to hook us up. Dude, they're saying you. And 20% off. Damn. With that, I may need to just pick this up just to, just to say I have it. And that's the perfect shade of purple. It's almost the same color purple that we have as our. Uh, it's it's this color purple. 
Yeah. Which is kind of an eggplant. Color purple. It's according to Yeti, it's Nordic purple. See, Yeti makes up their own colors. Like, I want to know who do they use? Prismacolor? Like, who's the one that really. Pantone? Pantone. Panatone. Yes. Well, Panatone is the Italian dessert that goes. That's the bread. Serrano in. Yeah, exactly. Panatone is the bread. Pantone. Pantone is the color system. That's like the fashion industry standard, right? For colors or it's it's the drawing. design industry, graphic design industry standard. Yeah, yeah. They have they have goggles too at H and M. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm looking at the goggles. The blue ones look pretty cool. They got base layers. They got everything to fit you out. And I tell you what, this isn't going to set you back that much. If there's any industry that's ready to be disrupted with lower <laughs> price items, it's the ski outerwear industry. I mean. Who the hell wants to spend $800 on a shell from Arcterra? So here's a perfect example. I'm talking to somebody at work today, and they're like, they're going next week to a trip. They're going to go up to Burlington, go skiing, go to Montreal, and go back to Burlington. I'm like, they're going to be in um, Warren. So they're going to do Burlington, Warren, skiing, Montreal, and then back to Burlington. I'm like, that sounds like a magical thing. I'm like, have you ever been up there? Like, no. And I'm like, what are you going to do up there? Just kind of see the cool, chill ass place. They're like, yeah, we're going to do that. And we're going to go skiing. I'm like, have you ever skied before? No, never skied before. Now they're from like Portugal. So like they've never like been in a lot of like heavy snow. So I I guess in the mountains of Portugal, probably, but Um, I don't don't really have mountains in Portugal. I thought they did on the border. No, there's like, I, I recall looking this up during either the Euro, I think it was during the Euro championship for soccer a few years ago, because I decided I was going to root for who had the better skiing area. It was oh. Portugal and somebody else. And there's like one or two like little hills they have there, but Portugal does oh. not really have much skiing at all. Oh, okay. So that, that kind of fits. And they're like, you know, they're not used to cold. We're in Florida, the whole thing. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Like, so they said they're going to go skiing. And I'm like, that's awesome. You ever been skiing before? No. And I'm like, okay, so that's pretty cool. You do this, do this, you know, where, where are you going to go? And I'm kind of giving them pointers. And then they tell me like, yeah, I don't have any uh, clothes for the, for skiing. So like, I got to go out and buy all, all this new clothes. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, so you plan this trip where you're going to spend a lot of money on hotel, car, flights, the whole thing to do a sport that you've never done before. And now, now you're going to have to rent everything, get lift tickets, all that that costs too. Now it's, I got to get a ski jacket, a helmet, like all the, all the gear, the cold weather gear. I'm like, that sucks. You know what I mean? Like so cost prohibitive for, for beginners. And you know, we talk about this, we've talked about this with tons of people, especially the Puglisi's at ski talk. You know, like how do you, how do you create a comfortable boot for a first time user who's renting? And I think it was actually Fisher who with the boa they're doing something where they're putting that the boa out or they're going to in the future not under nda i can say this they're doing Mm. like a rental version of it so you can get more of a custom comfortable fit than having to just buy an old some old inside the uh, liners all crusty and busted up you know it's more comfortable in general for people you know they adjust it however they need and and that's how you get people to love the sport is to have a good time when they first do it and think of the barrier of oh i need a jacket i'm gonna freeze my nuts off 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have to even for a cheap jacket, you're gonna pay what 150 bucks, like just for a jacket. Oh, easily. Right. Well, then you're one, gonna get this, this top of the socks, line one at H and M is you know. 300. Yeah. Right. That's, it's so shell get, though. That's you're not yeah. talking like a you know like a mid layer base yeah. layer. Like it's it's so insane. And that's what made uh, Big Snow one of the cool things they did there. I mean, it everything as part they of rent your, it your rental. Yeah. Yeah. You I get love your that. pants, your jacket, your helmet, it's gloves everything so if you want to just try it out you can just try it out as long as you get yeah. a little lysol a little squirt squirt in there and you're good to go yeah you know it's you almost wish and i know ski areas now they have helmet rental which is great because then you don't have to travel with it or if somebody doesn't have it you get them on up with a helmet safer it's happier the whole thing but just other equipment like i think i've seen some equipment rentals where they'll rent jackets and gloves and things like that but that's totally, you know, it's prohibitive to where if I didn't know what I was doing and I was going to go for the first time, I might be like, yeah, I don't need to drop another 500 bucks on getting gear that I'm never going to use again. Oh, yeah. For, right? yeah. Forget that. I mean, yeah, that's nuts. It is crazy. But I'm glad they're doing it. Good for them. Hopefully they they love the sport and they, they want to go back and, well, just interesting. I love this purple jacket. I'm telling you. you, you love that jacket, and I, I love that jacket. I'm glad you love it too. And I like how they came out with this collection. Yeah, we got to talk to someone at H and M. Get us some jackets. I'm writing it down. H and M. Let's go. Sponsorship opportunities. Let's. We could work out a good deal with them. Just saying, if anybody from H and M is there. Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps up the good old ski news this week. So let's go into the main topic. And as we talked about earlier, we last time we saw each other was up at the Snowbound Expo, which was yeah, two weeks like so ago. Long ago. Yeah. Yes, it was an awesome time. Uh, it was it was tough timing wise for me. It was really tough because we had some stuff going on at home here. Bunch of things actually. I was getting sick right as I was taking the train up, but we still soldiered on. We uh, we got to meet some folks that we only knew from emails. Hey, that first night hanging out with new buddies from the ski areas, going mini golfing at what was it called, Putt World or something? Putt something. Oh yeah, what was it called? It's Putt something. It was definitely Putt Putt Shack. Putt Shack, right? Putt Shack. Yeah, it was chat. a lot of fun. Boston. Yeah, that was that was really fun. Good hanging yeah, out. Shout out there. to our our friends, Andrew, Oliver, and Warlock, who we uh, yeah. yeah, and it was a Thursday night. And I'll tell you, after both of us were up early, traveling all day, we went to a couple of events. We went strong. And then, and then at what 10 30, 11, we're like, we're going out because we were the old guys hanging out with the younger guys that night. Yeah. But they all thought sure. we were going to make it out. And there we are. No. And I, I was dying and we didn't have really dinner. Like the, they had some appetizers at the one media event. They had some terrible pizza at the brewery. And then luckily this putt shack has a full bar and restaurant and they were still serving, which yeah. if you're in Boston, that town closes down pretty early. It's and surprisingly I think, strange. I, I yeah. didn't understand how it closed so early. Like everything's shut down. I think the district that we were in, the the seaport district over there, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of newer stuff. And I think things are a little more 
enough lenient or they're open a little bit later there. It, it seemed like than some other areas of town. But luckily, this place was still serving food and we all just gorged on on yeah. flatbreads, you know, whatever they call pizza these days. But we everything was weird. We need a handler. We need somebody funny. like, hey, you guys got to eat this. You know? Yeah. Well, we talked about it too. Like, it's funny. Everything on the menu, it was like they were trying too hard and there was always one ingredient that you're like, why is this? Why is this in this? And it ruined the whole thing. So it's like, hey, we got a meat lover's pizza. We got pepperoni, sausage, and pimento loaf. You're like, why the fuck are you putting pimento loaf in here? Like, what, what purpose does this serve? But it's like yeah. one weird thing they would put. And we, we all kind of talked about it after. Like, I was like, I said this, I was thinking the same thing. Like a regular pizza with a balsamic drizzle. What, why? Not even that. It would a be regular fucking pizza. It would be something like plus sour cream. Yeah. You know, yeah. just totally off the wall. But yeah, we had a great time. We did the putt check. I know just getting back to our hotel, we were just like zombies. We're like, oh my God, I just want to freaking crash. We rolled it around what, one, two o'clock? It was, it about, was about, just about one o'clock. Like we got in late. Like I don't, stay up that late anymore ever so but we had a definitely. great time with those guys those guys are super cool i hope to get up to to stratton and to um definitely going to stratton because i can stratton bromley and they're both stratton oh stratton. War, okay. warlock and andrew are both stratton and then okay. oliver was over at bromley so they were nice. they were awesome uh and then the next day you know we had the kind of a later start because the the show didn't open until three o'clock we finally found a breakfast place which took us like an hour to find because Oh, we were there with the construction workers. I loved it. It was, it was, it was yeah. that kind of place. We were like the we were like the sissy little white collar. It was in a wow. warehouse. So like to find the place, we're like walking around like dipshits. Like, I don't know where this place is. And then we see this tiny little sign. We're like, oh, there it is. And you walk in and it's like you're breaking into like a a warehouse and you open up the door and you're like, all right, this is it. And everybody's there with their hard hats, ready to go to work. And they're looking oh, yeah. at us like, oh, the fucking corporate assholes are here. You know? Yeah, all these, these queers from corporate <laughs> got to take our jobs. Well, he's got a breakfast sandwich, sat there and hung out. It was, yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was good. Then we went to the show. We, uh, you know, we talked to the folks from the, the Quebec folks had a, had a lunch for yeah, media. Yeah, that was nice. Was nice. Yeah. They had the then, best s'mores. The s'mores were good. Everything was really delicious. Uh, a lot of Well, cheese. they had. So I made recently, I made marshmallows and it's not hard to make marshmallows, but it's weird when you used to like the fluffy little marshmallow in the bag that you take out and you're like, Oh, here's a marshmallow. You actually make like, it's like a loaf and you cut it and you have like this thick piece of marshmallow and you're like, this is actually what a marshmallow is. Not that fluffy stay puff, jet puff or whatever the hell that thing is. And that's what they had. They had these big loaves and they would cut that put it with the graham cracker and like have the, and they had like the, the chocolate sauce and it was just delicious. I was like, Ooh, that was good. Yeah. Anyway, that was pretty special. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. And then we got to, uh, it, it got pretty crowded there, but we got to go see, uh, you know, our pals, Rob and Ryan Delena that we're going to have them on in a couple of weeks. Um, they just wrote a book and Ryan's story mm. is, is absolutely incredible. I don't know if you started reading it yet. I would highly recommend it. It's a yes, pretty, I'm going to race through it this weekend. That's on my list. It's a really entertaining read. Um, once you once you start getting into it, it's great. Um, it's called Without Restraint, and it's about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Rob is the father. Ryan is the son. Ryan had a a crazy rough. He's kind of very ADD, ADHD, um, and just 
the things he went through as a kid and the schools they put him in was just horrible. But skiing mm. saved his life. That's actually what the book, the tagline is, you know, how skiing saved my son's life. And it's it's unbelievable. It really is a cool story. And they are great people. We got to meet them, hang out with them. We saw our boy Miles from Rollerblade. I did some rollerblading over there at their tent. We gave the eight o'clock coffee guys the most genius viral oh those guys are fun feedback for what they should have done and i'm going to tell you guys now because this is they they should have done it and they didn't do it maybe they did it the next day but eight o'clock coffee eight o'clock coffee is like it punches above its weight in terms of how good the quality of the coffee is it was rated one of the best coffees i think they did a ranking like two years ago i saw something i'm like holy crap like far above what you would think so they're giving out, you know, some free coffees. They like two or three different roasts. They're giving it out. It's really good. And they have the guy who's in like the eight o'clock coffee bag inflated suit. Yeah. We said to the guy, we're like, bro, why don't you just roll into Starbucks at like 7.58 in the morning <laughs> coffee and just be like, tick-tock, tick-tock. And then like, as soon as it hits eight o'clock, be like, oh, it's eight o'clock now. And just like run around the store. It's my time. It's my, my time, time now. My time. Start hitting coffee out of people's hands. Like, Put your coffee do down. It's my time. It's my time. That. Starbucks, do that at Dunkin'. Do it at all the big coffee shops. And the guy's like, we, we saw him the next day. We're like, he's like, oh, dude, he's like, somebody, somebody took the suit and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys got a mole. You guys you got, got a mole. You got a Starbucks mole who's trying to make sure that a, doesn't happen. Somebody from the inside make it so that didn't happen. But they got a kick out of that, so they were they were fun to hang out with. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we were at the. Um, it was called Bonjour Quebec. They Bonjour did a whole Quebec. event, and it was awesome. They did, you know, they showcased all the um, Quebec and all the uh, the many snow um, ski areas, and not just for skiing, just for you know uh, winter fun. They had all sorts of stuff that they do. Um, and they highlighted it. They did a pretty good job of it. And um, we were lucky enough that the the minister of Quebec tourism was there. So we got a chance to talk to her and uh, we did an interview with her. So Caroline Proulx. So we had a nice sit down with her and spoke to, you know, uh, the other people from Quebec. And uh, it was it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty short interview. Hopefully the audio is as good as we think it was. And we think you guys will enjoy it and learn more about Quebec. So here it is. This is uh, Mario and Brian. We're here at Caroline Crew. Hello, Mario and Brian. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Please. Happy to be. So, um, you know, going coming to this event, we uh, had some ideas about, you know, what, you know, the big push now with Quebec. We're hearing a lot about it. Um, with tour, you know, travel and tourism, you being the minister of it. Um, yep. What? Uh, so, what's the focus right now? Well, basically, we're pushing on winter. We have a long relationship, love relationship between East Coast, New England, Mid Atlantic. A lot of Quebecers are coming down south uh, during the uh, summer vacation, the ocean, the beach. And we have this long relationship with Quebec's delegation in Boston, which was uh, opened in 1970. Uh, It's 1940 for New York. So we have, you know, it's Quebec's first market is the United States, obviously. But um, winter, we're really pushing on that, not only for skiing reasons, but festival, events, 
uh, all mixed together. There's not only after ski, there's great parties, after ski within a festival itself, like Carnival of Quebec that can, no, that's gonna last this year up to three weeks. Yeah. So you go ski to Saint-Anne, you go ski to Le Massif in Charlevoix, and then you come back down to gorgeous Quebec City and uh, just attend the parties that, you know, most of the events are free, by the way, free. Oh, wow, yeah. that's great. Yeah, Yeah. we're thinking about this year, maybe in March, get, uh, getting to hit up uh, to, uh, I guess, Ski Le Massif with uh, the Club Med folks. So, oh, yeah. And they're really pushing as that being their gateway to North America. Which is it is, great. it is. It's the first uh, North American Club Med four season. Mm, they okay. chose Quebec right. out of you guys, United States and the rest of Canada. Yeah. They chose Quebec uh, for the quality of the, the snow itself. But I think, you know, when we ski, yes, we love the Rockies. We love the scenery. When We love skiing. We love the scenery also. Right. But the, the specifics of um, Le Massif is that you literally feel that you are going to land on the St. Lawrence Seaway. You know, when we take pictures of the Dillingham Dive in Alberta and we send it to the friends, they never get the feeling, you know, of the woo we got when we jump, right? right. It's the same thing with, you know, just explaining that you are going to land in the St. Lawrence Seaway. There's nothing like living it, skiing it. Uh, there's great, uh, how do you say Subo? Uh, glades. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glades super, yeah. super nice, super nice snow. So it's really out of the ordinary experience, especially with Club Mad. So now advice for people going for the first time, how do you think they should go about that? Would it be search up on the internet, contact your office? Like what, what would be some advice for that? Get a passport. Yeah, well, of course. First thing, yeah. get a passport. <laughs> 30% rebate. Now that's an incentive. Yeah. I just paid $1.42 Canadian for one US dollar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's... that's a great rebate for you guys. Yeah. Uh, time zone, no problem for that with the East Coast. And then you just go on bonjourquebec.com. Bonjourquebec.com. B O N J O U R Quebec.com. Okay. You'll have all the ski resorts. Uh, all the accommodations, uh, the best time to ski, when to go, where to eat, uh, what you do with after after skiing. So it's really basically on Quebec's government website. There's everything. We have French, English, Spanish, so everybody wow. can can surf on that website and find the accurate info. All right, favorite places to ski in Quebec. Uh, that's a tricky one. It's a, it's a loaded question. Well, it is a loaded question for a Quebec tourism minister, but uh, okay, it's I'll not start. not to say anything about anywhere else. It's just, no, no, no. I, mean, no. I, I, I started favorite, right? at Tremblant. I started at Mont Tremblant, so of course I have like a sentimental yeah. thing, seeing myself in the T-bar and just crying because I couldn't get the thing with the T-bar. <laughs> yeah. And my mother would come and say, come on, you can do it. It was you now. Just, yeah. just about, yeah, it was just about eight, nine years old. Uh, so Tremblant is a special place for me. That's way back when, the, like end of 1974. That's a long time ago. Okay. But this is where I fell in love with skiing. If you can ski Tremblant, you can ski anywhere in the world after that. Yeah. So especially on the north side. I don't know if you guys ski Tremblant. I've been there, yeah. On the north one. side. Yeah. North side is, you know, very windy. Yeah. Kind of tough. This is where you learn to ski. If you can ski. Chilly. If you can manage it, you're good. Well, with, you know, back in 76, <laughs> the equipment was not the equipment right. that we got. I got Lynch plastic boots uh, way back when oh, with freezing man. foot. Yeah. So now it's very different, but you, you, 
you you learn at Tramla you can ski. Yeah. Basically anywhere in the world after that. Yeah, that backside is really nice. They got all the ah, trails yeah. in the yeah. back and yeah. Yeah, glades. Like, yeah. yeah, many glades. That's, that's yeah. a lot of fun. I kissed a few trees there. <laughs> I kissed a few trees. Mm. That's, so that's what's terrible. Your season in Quebec then, is it a decent amount longer than you get in New England here, like a Vermont or a New Hampshire? Well, uh, just last year, I don't know how many in foot, but I got in my region, uh, La Nodia, 335 centimeters, which is oh, God. Uh, what? <laughs> a lot of inches. Yeah. Yeah. Six, feet, six feet, six yeah. and a half feet of snow. Yeah. So that's a lot of snow. We had a lot of snow. Uh, and it keeps for a lot longer, right? Like, because New England, I think, thaws out a little, uh, depending on the on the year. We can we can start as early as you know the first uh, week of December. There's already okay. snowmaking at Mont Tremblant right now because of the uh, World Cup, Women World Cup. Uh, there's also some snow uh, being done. Saint-Sauveur is open. Wow. And up in the mountains, there's snow in um, uh, Les Monts Valley, way up Saguenay-Lac-Saint-Jean. Great great place to ski also. Okay. So yeah, we start earlier and we finish. Uh, uh, later than you guys. That's great. Spring wow. ski is kind of cool, too. You yeah. know, you had a good season. Yeah. Get a temp. Just enjoy it. Grab a good Quebecois beer and uh, just enjoy the slopes. All right. There you go. And would you say that the, um, it sounds like culture is a big part of what makes it a, a different experience than going to Vermont or New Hampshire. Would you say it's more of like a European feel? Um, I don't know if, well, I've skied in Europe. You probably, you guys skied in Europe. Yeah. You know, after ski, there's no festival going on and around the city while you just, you know, uh, left the slopes. You have um, uh, Christmas markets that are super cool in Quebec City. Oh, nice. So you just change, put your big hugs on and jo just go to the Christmas market. Like I said, Carnaval de Québec. I mean, this is really fun. You just stop your day, go eating in Quebec City, and there's tons of it, tons of it, events. Sorry, that are free. I didn't see that in Europe. I didn't see that in Whistler. I didn't see that in Alberta. Yeah. I didn't see it in Italy, France, yeah, Whistler, Switzerland. Yeah. Didn't see it. You don't really have the big city there, like we have Quebec City. Yeah. You don't really have that anywhere in. In Europe, you know, because everything, the, the big cities are so far away right. from yeah. the mountains. So well, you could have it in Chamonix, you know, they could have like, Chamonix, you know, yeah. some winter festival or events, which they don't. Yeah, right. It's their business. We decide to combine ski, pleasure, eating, and festival all together uh, just to make a great winter. Yeah, it sounds like it would be really good for families too, right? Families, and there's a lot of um, more and more women are single travelers, super safe. Oh, to travel in Quebec. You know, sometimes traveling as a woman can be... It's a little intimidating, yeah. Sometimes, but uh, you just hop on your car, uh, put your skis in the car, and uh, single women traveling in Quebec is extremely, extremely safe. That's good for single guys. For single men, yeah. <laughs> the word is out. Match yeah. made in heaven, out. right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, you nailed it. You nailed it perfect. It's a place yeah. for love. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, fall in love in Quebec and never leave. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, have a great uh, uh, expo here today. Thank um, you. We're going to be going around and we'll stop by and say hi again. But it was very nice speaking to you. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Brian. Brian. <laughs> yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much. Thank, Thank you. you. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. Great Bye. ski season, guys. Yes. Okay, you too.
Hope you guys enjoyed that. Learned a bit about Quebec. We'll have some links in the show notes if you want to check out some of the, the ski areas up there or get more information. Because again, with the dollar as strong as, as it is now against the Canadian dollar, you really can get a tremendous deal going up to Quebec. And there are some hidden treasures. And it's pretty much a winter festival up there almost every weekend. Yeah, they, they have a, some cool events and a and lot wish, of free stuff, right? I wish I had that paper that gave us that that sheet about Montreal. There's a big winter festival. I think it's the first, the first week oh, in March. Oh, I got it right there. Okay, so it's two weeks. It's the last week in February. February 29th and March 10th. It's free, and it's just this huge winter festival in Montreal. It's a festival are, they have like all this like cool like um uh, like the a gastronomic they say gastronomic program. So basically, a lot of good food, a lot of fun, like skating. They set up this whole skate thing like in this in the city in Quebec in uh, Quebec City. Um, Quebec City has the canals that freeze every winter, so you can skate on the canals. Yeah, and they do like free skate rental, and you just go and just kind of skate around. Like they, it's just all for fun, and they say it's pretty romantic. It's not like a party animal place, but they say they do a good job, and it's pretty awesome. Um, it looks pretty cool, and so, food is a big focus. Food, family, yeah, winter. Like it's a, it's it seems like a food, really family, fun. and I'm not going to say the last F. Just saying. Holy smokes. If you want a bigger family. And that was fun. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes. Otherwise known as fun. (laughs) (laughs) But we may be going up to Quebec. We'll see. Uh, We're looking at March. We're trying to talk to our buddies over in in Quebec about going up there for a media tour. And uh, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll keep you posted. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com, or on the socials, X, Instagram, Facebook, Untapped, at Podcast, and YouTube, also at Podcast. Patreon, help us out. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Join us. Become one of our, our patrons and help us grow and evolve the podcast. If you want some gear, you can still do some training. Get ready for the season. 10,000.cc. Use the code bschneider 15 15% off. Go to our shop too. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Get some gear. Get some swag. We'll have some sales for Black Friday week. Rock a hat. Rock a shirt. A mug. You two could be as gorgeous, as awesome as we are. Or send us an email. Skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high. Stay falutin'. See ya. See ya.